0: God wants to have a deeper relationship with us because He is never satisfied with only a part of us. He demands that we submit completely to Him because that is when He can truly take control, fulfill His plans in our lives, and make us everything He created us to be. For this reason, God looks at the heart of man because it always reveals our true intentions and motives. Matthew 6.21 says, Where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. We must therefore make God our singular treasure and diligently seek Him as a precious jewel, if we do, Our heart shall be with him as it should. God can only do his most transformative work in us when he has our hearts, because then our focus will be entirely on him and our loyalty undivided. Welcome to this broadcast by the Godly Reflection Network USA titled A Deeper Relationship with the lord the scriptures tell us in psalm 119 verse 130 that the entrance of the word of god gives light and understanding to the simple and in romans 10:17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god today open your heart to the lord give him your ear and attention and let him speak to you by his word you are about to hear Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I come in the name of Jesus. You are holy, merciful, and loving. You alone are God, and besides you, there is no other God. I thank you for this opportunity to minister your word. Grant me utterance and the listeners understanding, as they receive your word gladly in their hearts. Believe it and act on it. Meet the need of their body, soul, and spirit. In this era of the coronavirus pandemic, so much about life has changed and continues to evolve. But the Word of God stands. It seems more than ever before that many so-called prophets are claiming God told them About the pandemic, when he did not. Today, the deception of these charlatans and false prophets who have fallen victim to the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the wiles of the devil abound. They misinterpret the gospel for personal gain, refuse to answer to their flock or the board of their church or ministry claim to be beyond reproach and shamelessly lead their gullible and spiritually lazy flock in taking the great name of the Lord in vain, dragging it into the mud, and bringing it into disrepute. The gospel they preach demands that their flock soaring that their God-given ability to reason to them and do what they say, not what they do. What these charlatans preach is at odds with the life they live in public and especially in private. As bad as the deception has become, we should trust God and believe that many people we know and many more we do not know are serving God faithfully. Our God is not merely a God of the past whose exploits are only seen in the rearview mirror of our lives. He is our present help in time of need. Do not let what you do not know stop you from doing the right thing you know, which is to purpose in your heart to listen to this entire message and acting to actually do so. But if you choose not to because you think God must speak to you and meet your need only through your favorite papa or mama pastor. You are badly mistaken or deceived. James 2.1 says, God is not a respecter of persons, that is, He does not show partiality. Psalm 138 verse 2, that God exalts His word above His name. And Jeremiah 1.12 that God watches over His Word to perform it. Are you listening? It is all about the Lord and His Word, not any man who seeks to exalt himself or to be exalted by his fellow men. We do not walk by our own strength to transform ourselves and produce fruit. It is God who does by His Word and His Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 makes this clear. It is the Word of God that effectively works in them who believe. I say to you, if it is the Word of God that works, it must be the Word of God that produces fruit, that is, the things of the Spirit in us and through us. There is more to the relationship that God wants to have with us than most people believe or know. Many people say they are Christians but only know God by His acts. They may have seen, heard, or received a touch to heal them or someone dear to them of a disease. Grant them a prosperity breakthrough. Enable them to pass an exam, get a job, or have a child. But God is calling us to go beyond knowing Him only by His acts. Enter deeper into spiritual waters with Him and get to know Him by His ways. The truth is, Most Christians are still loitering on the spiritual shore, are still sitting on the fence, and have not even taken the first step to move out of their religious comfort zone and into the waters in God's direction. But by this message, may this change for you. Matthew 6.21 says, Where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. We must therefore make God our singular treasure and diligently seek Him as a precious jewel. If we do, our heart shall be with Him as it should. God can only do His most transformative work in us when He has our hearts because then our focus will be entirely on Him and our loyalty undivided. The truth is, either God is going to have us entirely, or He is not going to have us at all. But the choice is ours to make. I pray you choose wisely to be saved and grow in Christ, rather than perish with the enemies of God. God wants a relationship with us that is deep, consistent and paramount in all areas of our lives, not one that bounces from one of his acts to another or that we exhibit one day and turn off on others. Our relationship with God must be seen not only in the Sunday morning church version of our lives, but every day of the week, in our offices, in our homes, living rooms, bedrooms, playgrounds, fields, markets, schools, and in our social and political gatherings. An intimate relationship is what God wants with us. And in Isaiah 55, verse 8 to 9, he laments the lack of it. That is, the fact that we do not know him as we should. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. So how can we develop a more intimate relationship with God? The only way to do so is to spend time with him in his word, Worship, praise, pray, and service. Do you know it is impossible to serve God in this fallen world without serving man? The truth is, Christianity is not for hermits, people who cut themselves off from society and live in isolation in remote places in search Of spirituality. Christianity is based solely on relationships, relationship with God through Christ, and relationship with our fellow men in service to God. This was true for our Lord Jesus and is true for us today. After Jesus was baptized, Matthew 4 1 to 11 tells us. He was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. Their account makes clear that Jesus defeated Satan in all three rounds of their encounter and did so by the word of God with which he was filled, which he spoke against every temptation of the devil, saying, It is written. And acting on that word, by refusing to do what the devil asked of him. Listen to me. In order to say it is written, we must know what is written. If we are going to overcome by the Word of God, we must know the Word of God, speak it, and act on it. This is the essence of this message to get you to begin to spend real and quality time with the Lord in His Word so you can get to know Him intimately. After Jesus emerged victorious from the desert, He went to the synagogue, read Isaiah 61 verse 1 as stated in Luke 4, 18 to 21, and declared, The passage was fulfilled that day in their hearing. By this act, Jesus stated publicly why he had come to the earth. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I would like you to see something incredible about the humble servant leader spirit of Jesus that is revealed here. Everything the passage says is about the obedience of Jesus to God the Father and His service to man concerning God's salvation plan and kingdom agenda on the earth. It is indeed impossible to serve God without serving man in this fallen world. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve had an intimate relationship with God and fellowshiped with him. We are told in Genesis 3.8 that God would come and fellowship with them. The church is revealed in the Bible as the body of Christ, an institution of marriage in which Christ is the head and the bridegroom, while the church, that is, the collection of its members, are his body, the bride. We know marriage is intimate at many levels, requires love, patience, diligence, and sacrifice. For marriage to work, the two in it must nurture, strengthen, and protect their relationship and each other. A godly marriage that can overcome the challenges of life cannot be based only on what each spouse wants, expects, and demands to get from it. The same is true of our Christian marriage to Christ. It cannot be based only on the things we want God to do for us, but on faith in what He has already done in the finished work of Jesus on the cross and our obedience to His voice. God tells us in Matthew 6.33 that we should seek His kingdom and His righteousness first, and He will give us everything else we need, which includes the prosperity, peace, deliverance, and healing of our bodies and our lands, which the masses and the nations are seeking desperately, but mostly in all the wrong places. I pray that by virtue of this message of the Word of God you just heard, you will purpose in your heart to diligently pursue a deeper and more intimate relationship with God and begin to do so today. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I come in the name of Jesus our Lord. I thank you for the imperishable seed of your word that has been planted in the hearts of the listeners concerning having a deeper relationship with you. You are the gardener. Tend to your word and cause it to bear fruit in their hearts and lives. Amen. If you have believed the word of God you just heard and want to be saved, submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Receive the assurance of his victory over the world. His promise never to leave nor forsake us now is the time to do so. God has not asked you to make yourself righteous before you come to him. You do not need to change a thing. He wants you to come to him just as you are. But the Lord cannot leave you the same way when you come to him because he is a holy and righteous God, but we are unholy and unrighteous. God has promised to come into your heart. If you accept Christ and transform you into a new creation, put His righteousness on you and give you the Holy Spirit, so that for the transformed you, the old things will pass away and all things will become new. Please pray after me. Heavenly Father, I have heard your word and believe it. Jesus is indeed your Son, who came to the earth to save me, died for my sins, and was buried. With his blood he redeemed me and reconciled me to you. You raised him from the dead, and in his resurrection he justified me before you. I confess that I have sinned against you and repent. Please forgive me and cleanse me. Give me a new heart. Create a right spirit within me. Make me into a new creation and be enthroned as my Lord forever. Amen. We would like to hear from you please send your emails to godlyreflection at gmail.com and visit our YouTube channel, Godly Reflection Network. I am the servant of God, president and founder of Godly Reflection Network USA, wishing you God's grace and peace. Till we meet again on the next broadcast, or at one of our Holy Spirit-led services or seminars.